0: Café Sofé is an unscripted, interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. Café Sofé is recorded under COVID-19 restrictions, which I only mention to note that I know the home decor of every single one of our guests. Please remember, fish fingers are friends, not food. But also food. Hello, welcome to Cafe Sophie. I'll be your server today, Sophie Sophia. Um, what can I get for
1: you? Hello, Sophie. You look stunning. Um, well, I've been working really hard this week, so I want a double espresso, please, and uh, a chocolate brownie if it's going.
0: Sure, I'll get you a chocolate brownie. Um, can I just get your name for the cup? Oh, you mean you don't know who I am? <laughs> it's Lady Rampant. <laughs> okay. Laddie Ramble. Got it. <laughs> So, um, that'll just be a couple minutes. Um, while we're waiting, do you want to, I don't know, try out something new we've got uh, going on in the cafe at the moment? I mean, sure, let's do it. So, um, this little thing here is called Expresso Yourself. I mean, I'm quite good at doing that anyway, so (laughs) let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. So, essentially, I'm just going to ask you some quick-fire questions about yourself. Uh, so... I don't know, I can get to know you because we've never met before.
1: Never before, no. Never seen Not you in my life. Once.
0: No. <laughs> Not once. Not in a club, or a bar, or a coffee shop, or behind the toilets, or in a back alley. <laughs> never. Not once. Or in front of a sewing machine. <laughs> exactly. Nothing like that. That'd be ridiculous. <sighs> so I'm just going to ask you some quick fire questions about yourself, um, Laddie Ramble. Um, are you cool with that? <laughs> yep. Sure. Great. So um, whereabouts
1: are you from? Well, actually, I'm from East Ayrshire, like a little small town called Fenwick. It's in East Ayrshire, it's between Kilmarnock and Glasgow, but I always tell people Glasgow if they ask because nobody has any idea where Fennec is. But it's actually just like 20 minutes south of Glasgow, down on the motorway. Cute little picturesque village where I was brought up. I've, uh, I've only ever lived here other than living abroad for a few years. But yeah, Fenwick and East Ayrshire. Whereabouts did you live abroad then? So I went to university in Glasgow, went to Glasgow Uni. And then I did my Erasmus year, my student exchange in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And I loved it so much. I did that in 2017 that I thought, do you know what? I am not finished with education and studying abroad. So I did a master's and moved back to Amsterdam between 2018
0: and 2019. So yeah, I love the Netherlands. Awesome. So what is like the main thing you do? Well, the main thing I do
1: right now, the main thing I do is drag. But I also studied, uh, like I said, at the University of Glasgow, I studied law. So right now I've graduated from my master's, which was in international and European law. And right now I'm working for a property business in Glasgow while I'm doing training contract applications to qualify as a solicitor. Um so, while I'm doing that, obviously I'm doing all my drag stuff, but the end goal is to qualify as a solicitor, either in Scotland or England. And once that happens, I intend to move on to human rights law or other sort of European
0: public law. And, uh, yeah, do that. Be a lawyer. Glamorous lawyer. A glamorous lawyer in drag. Oh, that's really interesting. Yes. Ind- <laughs> How would Absolutely. Yeah, how would you describe
1: your drag? Um, I would describe my drag as, hmm, I think if I had to say one word, it would be political. I think obviously political? I have very political. I <laughs> guess um, I would describe Fox my. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe my drag as political, of course. Um, I like to combine my studies, law, and my like knowledge of politics, and bring it to drag. Most people have like. A little bit of a background in makeup or costume design or theater or something and i have none of that i have law and politics so i'm bringing that to track so and, do you just um, do
0: drag performances and then hand people subpoenas
1: <laughs> yes absolutely i'll see you in court <laughs> you didn't <laughs> clap you didn't cheer i'm gonna sue the ass off of you <laughs> no it's very much uh, like political performances political mixes working with political parties other organizations third sector organizations and uh, a little bit of activism thrown in there as
0: well. Oh,
1: activism.
0: So what kind of causes are you most active in politically?
1: Well, a few causes that I've worked in before are, of course, LGBTQ plus rights, queer rights. I've worked with um, Out for Independence, the SNP's LGBTQ plus wing, which is um, an organisation for queer people within the SNP so that was a lot of letters, <laughs> all at once. Scottish SMP, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, SNP, LG, LGBTQ plus. I've also worked with um, Out for Independence from the SNP on uh, trans rights and gender recognition reform. I have. Um, I've also been doing my own podcast with a few topics like Black Lives Matter and other things like HIV, Scotland, and. Just a mix of things, everything at all, really, everything that's going on right now in the news and current affairs.
0: Okay. So so what is a podcast?
1: Well, a podcast, if you've never heard of one before in your life. I haven't. Is, I haven't. Uh, no, it's uh it's a nice recording. It's a conversation that's recorded and then it's aired and other people listen to that conversation.
0: Oh, so it's, it's the government would, listening like, just to... Go,
1: <laughs> yes, they're tapping into all of our technology with 5G. <laughs> it's the thing you would hear in a coffee shop normally, overhearing someone's conversation, but instead uh-huh. you're listening to it through your iPhone or your Android.
0: <laughs> wow, that sounds really uninteresting. You know, who would spend their time listening to two people they don't know having a conversation? It's personally ridiculous.
1: It beats me. You would think people have their own lives.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So, how about some more just interesting questions about you specifically?
1: Sure, I love to talk about me, so fire away.
0: You know what? I could tell that when you came in. You're, laddie, you are someone who likes to talk about yourself. <laughs> That's why I a, said to myself, <laughs> I talk in the third person. <laughs> She's a bonny laddie, right enough. Exactly. So, what is something you are most proud of?
1: Oh. That's an interesting question. I didn't expect to get asked that while I was waiting for my coffee. Well, I'm Um, an
0: interesting person, you know? Of course. (laughs) You know, I ask people questions all the time. No one asks about me. Nobody cares. It's fine. Go on. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) go
1: on as you were. I, oh, so this is something I'm proud of out of drag,
0: yes? Anything you're proud of. You can be proud of um, anything you do in drag, out of drag, in between in and out of drag, um, your sleeping positions, um, how you fold napkins, whatever you're proud of.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm proud of a lot of things. I think it's good to sort of look back and say, you know what, I'm proud. So um, I like this question. And I think in, in drag... Something that I'm very proud of this year was winning Best Political Queen at the Glasgow Drag Awards. That was really, really nice uh, for me and a little bit of validation as well because I was quite new to the Scottish drag scene having just moved back from Amsterdam. So it was really quite nice to get that. And um, yeah, that's one of the highlights that I'm proud of in drag this year. Out of drag, I think probably my education... I, yeah, for, for the majority of my adult life has been in education. I think I've worked really hard. And I did my undergrad in Scots Law at the University of Glasgow and graduated with the first. And then, like I said, my master's at University of Amsterdam and graduated with distinction and a, like cum laude honours there. So looking back on that, I I'm think... Wow, so what, what cum laude? What does cum laude mean? Cum laude is Latin and it's basically... It's a term that's used in education, so it's like distinction or honours, if you like. Come louder! It's actually used a little bit more on mainland Europe than I think in the UK. Um, we like to do things differently here in the UK. But, uh, yeah, I, I graduated. Because my with mind went grade, to a dirty grade, like. place <laughs> though, <my No>. <laughs> Well, it would for you, Sophie. It would for you, but not for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, do you consider yourself a
1: Glasgow queen or an
0: Amsterdam queen?
1: <laughs> um, actually, both. I do. I have a little bit of my heart in Amsterdam for sure. I have a real sense of community there and I um, have a lot of friends who are still there who I'm still very active with every day. And unfortunately, I've got good connections there that I'm able to go back and do shows and gigs and things. Um, I feel like I'm always kind of welcome there on a the stage, which is really, really nice. And of course, I am moved to Glasgow and now working and dragging Glasgow and I think the Scottish scene is quite small, well it's quite big and it's quite small geographically like um, I feel like it just sort of merges all into one scene at times but yeah I would say I'm a Glasgow queen, I wouldn't say that I necessarily um, fit in with maybe some friend groups or like any sort of friend groups I just kind of do my own thing a lot of times but um yeah, there's a lot of talent in Glasgow there's a lot of variety and yeah I think being doing drag in Glasgow for me is quite good because my brand is quite Scottish so especially the name Lady Rampin and, and there's so many things that I can do in Scotland and in Glasgow that I couldn't really do in Amsterdam or the Netherlands because it would just fall flat and vice versa of course so yeah I feel like Glasgow is a little bit of my home.
0: Yeah I can see why pronouncing Laddie Ramble would be very difficult for a non-native Scottish person you
1: know Oh, yeah. Absolutely nobody gets it. Try saying that over the bar after three or four wines. Mm, I see. We do serve wine here as well. If oh, why didn't you that. tell me? Why didn't you tell me? You know I love a drink, Sophie. You should have told me at the beginning.
0: Exactly. It's my own fault. I'm a horrible barista. <laughs> yeah, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> so what is something you are most known for? Oh... Well, in drag, I would
1: say I always wear red hair. And the reason for that is that I'm named after the Lion Rampant, and which is the Royal Banner of Scotland, the yellow flag with the red lion on it. And the lion's mane is red. And for me, red hair was the first look, and then it sort of evolved into, no, I'm just going to be a redhead queen. So when people see my drag and they see the red hair, then, yeah, they know that it's me. And out of drag, most known for... Oh, I don't know if that would be a good answer. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, I don't really know. I'm much more interesting in drag than I am out of drag, to be
0: honest. So what is something you would like to be known for? What is something you'd like people to know about you? Oh, well, and right now or in the future? Well, the government employees are, you know, listening into our conversation. So what would you like them to know about
1: you i would like them to know that i have never committed any crimes
0: <laughs> i'm a good
1: person i'm nice i pay my taxes <laughs> on time and i would like anyone else listening to know that um, yeah I'm just a nice person i try and treat people the way i'd like to be treated i would try and be good vibes and positive and um, i feel like if you are good vibes to people then people are good vibes back so yeah, that's how I try to be in everyday life. But I would also, in future, like to be a high-flying lawyer that is, like, killing the game with human rights law and um, some
0: drag on the side. Hmm. So not one of those um, sketchy lawyers who are, you know, back alley. I'm imagining them in just wet suits. I don't know why wet suits <laughs> come to mind. Um, Maybe because it rains <laughs> here in Scotland. That's probably it. And no one carries an umbrella.
1: well no probably not because like you said the government's listening so all my legal transactions will be above board and I'll keep lady rampant for the back alley that's
0: usually where she is (laughs) I can see that for you Well, anyway yeah well that's us just you just finished up with that drink there um what would your order again I completely forgot it and I don't like writing things down Oh, then you are a terrible barista, Sophie. (laughs) It
1: was two glasses of Pinot Grigio and a chocolate chip cookie.
0: Great. Hello, valued customer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cafe Sophie. Now, our special guest this week, Laddie Ramble, a.k.a. Lady Rampant, if you're nasty. I'm a nasty person, so I'll be referring to her as Lady Rampant, is doing a show on the 14th of February. That is Valentine's Day. So this show is between 7 and 9 o'clock. Um, and it's a collaboration with another cafe, Quito. Now, Quito is a sober queer cafe based in Glasgow this event is going to be held over zoom and tickets will be available from Quito very soon. I believe they may actually be already up. I'm going to have to double check that and then not edit this in post. It is a pay what you can but the recommended amount is between three and five pounds and if you want me to put that into coffee prices at the cafe that's between Mm, 10 to 14 raisins. Raisins are actually a great form of currency and I believe we should abolish the pound. Anyway, the idea of this event is that it's speed mating. What love means to you, whether that's self-love, romantic love, community love, maybe even a love of coffee. I don't know, you'll have to tune in to find out. Lady Rampant will be performing and there will also be a QA, and a a DJ set and all sorts of exciting things. Now, I know we're a cafe, but it's important to support other real life cafes in the meantime. So Q2 is a wonderful cafe. Go check them out on Facebook, follow them on Instagram. And if you'd like more details of the event, look them up on their Facebook page, their Instagram page, or look up Lady Rampant on Instagram to find out more information about this event. I hope you have been enjoying the podcast so far and I really hope you check out the amazing work that Q2 are doing. So, um, there's a little bit of problem with your cookie. We don't have any chocolate chip, we only have raisins. Oh, well, in
1: that case then, no chocolate cookie and I will take the original brownie that I had to
0: have at the start. Fine then. I think you're misunderstanding. I don't mean we have raisin cookies, I mean we only have raisins.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: not. Yeah, I went to the back, and we just have loose raisins sort of everywhere. It's wow. it was quite bizarre, honestly. You should see the stuff that happens back there. You know, it's almost like someone is making things up on the spot, and that's what happens in the kitchen, like, every week. It's honestly quite bizarre. So your cookie is going to take a while. Uh, okay, then. Welcome to Café Sophie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Café's so late, actually. But who knows? <laughs> Um, in the meantime, would you like to try our special daily blend? Oh, that sounds cool, yes. Let's do it. So, our daily blend for today is a nice cup of why is activism and political protests important? do just, like, take a wee sip of that there? Tell me what your initial oh. notes are and your thoughts about that. Oh, sip for you.
1: Yes, please. Um, oh, big question. I think that political activism and activism generally is really important because um, times are tough right now. I think we live in a really difficult political climate. What we see on the news every night, what we hear on social media and see on social media, um, a lot of the times isn't positive. So I think that a lot of the times we can feel quite hopeless in the sense of we don't know what to do or how to make a change or how to contribute positively. But I think we all can in our own ways whether that is a small gesture or whether that is a large gesture such as organizing like a protest for example um but either way we all have our own voices and we all uh, we are fortunate enough that we live in a country that we can use them and our voices are there to be used we are most powerful when we're speaking up and speaking out and using our voices for positive change i would say that especially this year with Black Lives Matter and things. A lot of people were involved in activism that they maybe weren't before, such as fundraising or such as sharing petitions, signing petitions. That's activism. That's not just something that you do on a monthly basis or something that crops up every now and again. That's a constant commitment. Um, And I think it's important that we do sort of commit to helping those who are marginalised in society and who are much less fortunate than we are. We all have different intersections and some of those intersections may be marginalized, but some of them may be privileged. So if you have a little bit of privilege, then I would say use it for good. And activism is one of the best ways to
0: do that. Mm. We do have like a little shot machine that uh, squirts out liquid privilege. Would you like that in your drink? I think I've
1: got enough privilege. I've got enough, I'm okay.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned at the start there that there are small gestures and larger gestures um, Mm -hmm. of activism that we can do. You list a couple of the large ones. I was curious, what are some of the smaller gestures of activism people can participate in?
1: Yeah, of course. So small gestures of activism can be signing a petition that takes a few seconds. If like you can do that in 30 seconds, you can donate money, um, whether that's a couple pounds, ten pounds, a hundred pounds, um, to, for instance, if you have a trans friend or colleague or someone that you know who has a GoFundMe page for maybe their transition or they're raising funds for something else. Donating a small amount of money is a small gesture, but goes a long way. And um, there's lots of things you can do. Writing to your MP if there is something that is happening in your local community or local area that you disagree with and you think this needs to be done better. Writing a quick email to your MP is a a small gesture, but um, MPs are there to represent us and, and fight our corner, so that's their job. And yeah, small conversations with family members or friends. If, if they say something that you think, oh, that's, um, that's not quite right. Or for instance, if they say something that is slightly racist, then just having a small conversation and saying, actually, that language um, isn't the most appropriate. It's X, Y, and Z. And then hopefully that person says oh yeah right got you and moves on and then the next time they won't do that again that's the ideal situation but small gestures like um conversations can
0: can educate and can go a long way i see so how would one approach having that conversation with to use your example a family member at the dinner table saying something
1: um i think the best way to do that is to sort of interject straight away and and don't make a big deal out of it just and not be condescending because that can come across as argumentative but if you just say oh sorry nana it's actually xyz for xyz reasons and then just interject move over it quickly like you find like these conversations um the small the successful interjections are seconds long they're, they're quite small they're just oh no yes corrected move on that's it it's the same with if somebody um misgenders at someone uh, and interjecting to correct their pronouns or Um, the pronouns that they're using that are not right and saying actually this person's pronouns are he or he and him or she and her. It's just a small conversation and not being too argumentative or too sort of condescending when you're doing it.
0: Hmm, Okay. So how do you find that balance between informing someone without being condescending when you're trying to have these conversations with people?
1: Um, I think it's, i think a lot of the time it can come across in your expression your sort of like body language and sort of your tone i think if you're like "Mm, actually that's x y and z and you're sort of frowning at them then that's gonna that could make that person sort of react and argue back but if you say oh and you smile and you approach the subject like oh it's actually x y and z with a much more open sort of face being much more positive about it then it's likely to lead to a better conversation and not an argument um because i think if you sort of put yourself as you're against that person you're talking down to them they may not want to listen to you and the reason you're interjecting is because you want them to sort of change their language so i think it's more persuasive to approach it from a positive
0: vibe if that's not too cringy <laughs> No, i I that makes sense to me. So, like, when we're having these conversations with people, the things to remember are to be positive and to be persuasive, rather than telling someone, "Oh, you are wrong, and this is correct." Is this kind of what you're saying? If I were to sum it up in a very unnuanced, uneducated, <laughs>
1: you're educated, Lord Sophie. Don't put yourself down. But yeah, okay. no, I think so. I think so. I think the thing with um, correcting, for instance, pronouns isn't persuasive. That is just the fact that this person is using their pronouns. You shouldn't have to persuade someone to use someone's correct pronouns. But um, I think if you do talk down to someone, um, there, there there is the chance that they want to clap back at you. But if you approach it in a nice, friendly manner, then yeah, you're, I think you're more likely to. Say, that person's more likely to say, "Oh yeah, you're right," or "Yep." correct on the same page you're not pitched against them but you're just speaking with them
0: i think Mm -hmm. is better yeah so you're not pitching against them you're putting them on the same page as everyone else yes absolutely makes sense to me so there's some of the smaller gestures of activism um i'm curious what are some of the larger um gestures of activism that you yourself have participated in
1: oh well a larger gesture of activism could be per se organizing like a protest for example, a mass protest or it could be working with an organization or a political party to sort of enact change or be a sort of staple part of that change or be involved in the process. Some of the things that I've been involved in were um, looking back at Amsterdam and the 2019 Amsterdam Canal Parade. I worked with the higher education institutions of the Netherlands to sort of. Um, we had several meetings before about how that the education institutions could participate wholeheartedly in the pride parade, um, and I submitted my like advice and was consulted. And eventually, I was part of the canal parade as well, mixing drag and law, which are two sort of two facets of my life that I was able to combine for the first time in the canal parade.
0: Like draw or lag.
1: If we were to abbreviate yes <laughs> i'm good at neither <laughs> um so yeah uh, the amsterdam canal parade is probably the one that sticks out in my mind i took part in the demonstration which was um in amsterdam in 2019 yes and it was loads of boats on the canals going through uh representing different things i was on the education boat i had a huge sign that said queer rights are human rights and I was in drag representing the law faculty. So that is something being part of a larger demonstration or sort of contributing with organizations and other um other parties to to enact
0: change something on a higher level. So you working in that um position as a representation of the law department of a university what does what does that show? What effect does that have on people who observe you in this protest? Um, so do you think that is people
1: who are looking on or people who see me representing and drag as
0: quite a statement? Well, I guess I guess the core of my question is what effect does, does, did, I'm unsure of tenses right now. Um, we have utensils, <laughs> but not a lot of tenses. Um, but what effect does it have? you taking part in these protests what effect do you feel that this they have this these actions have
1: oh okay so you mean the larger gestures of activism what do they have Mm -hmm. Um, what do they do you know i think they i think well i have seen some larger political gestures and stuff in the past that have inspired me and i think that um, if you do take part in a larger political gesture is good to be open about that to be visible because that can inspire other people and um that can lead to conversations of oh i knew this person who did x y and z that was really cool i would like to do something like that or i think being visible with these sort of things can inspire other people and that is the whole point of activism i guess it's to to inspire others to empower others
0: um and to try and make positive change. I kinda wanna like steer the topic just a little bit, if you don't mind if I just grab the steering wheel from you for a second. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of controversy when it comes to activism, especially in the LGBT plus community. As we know, Pride started as a political protest and it's sort of been not necessarily taken over, but there's certainly a lot of companies that don't really mention or talk about how they support the LGBT community throughout the year and suddenly every logo is a rainbow how mm-hmm. do you feel about that the sort of consumer activism
1: um i hate it i feel cheated on... well actually i have two views on one hand i feel cheated i feel like your organization is pale male and stale and you're going to stick a rainbow on your website
0: at pride I don't think. I'm just going to take down this rainbow version of our logo (laughs) real quick.
1: Yeah, I noticed that on the cafe window, Sophie. Do better, honey.
0: (laughs) I don't Um, own the shop. It's my boss. They told me to. I'm a minimum wage worker.
1: You're a slave to capitalism.
0: Um, But I think... What happened about not talking down to people?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you just do that there? You've learned nothing, Sophie. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think I feel a little bit cheated on one hand because I think if you really want to support the LGBTQ plus community, you will be doing that all year round and you will be a vocal ally as a large corporation or company. Um, And I think your diversity and inclusion policies, which are drawn up at the heads of the company, should also reflect the employees and the LGBTQ plus community more broadly, such as gender neutral toilets, um, pronouns on office communication and things like that, that's small gestures, which um, support the LGBTQ plus community, but just having the rainbow and saying, um, selling some maybe like rainbow merch or some, some pride flags or whatever it is. Uh, during Pride time isn't enough and I think um, the LGBTQ plus community I think we're quite aware of this like it's not something that we sort of like sit down to we can see when this is happening because we know we live queer lives every day so we can see what actually benefits us and what doesn't and I think a lot of us are quite vocal about saying oh yeah that's just sort of um, they're just trying to get the pink pound and trying to like say that they support Pride when they actually don't that's one way I feel about it. The other way that I do feel about it, which is also very legitimate for people that feel this way, is um, I'm happy because I would much rather live in a country that might, be make it, that might be doing it for some money, but also I'm maybe not scared that I'm going to be put to death or it's not illegal for me to take part in a Pride protest or a Pride march. If you look at the situation in Poland, then it's completely different to here and if I had to choose between living in fear maybe as a Polish um, LGBTQ plus person walking down the street um, in pride season or indeed here where some businesses have a rainbow flag up I would rather choose here and that comes down to comfort and uh, security and safety which is really important for LGBTQ plus people Um, so yeah there are two views I do feel cheated but again we're fortunate to live in a country that wants to put pride flags up
0: okay so is there a is there something that these companies and organizations can do that is a little bit better than just changing one thing to the rainbow version of itself to show that they support the LGBT community
1: Yes, absolutely. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said rather than change an existing product and add a rainbow, involve your LGBTQ plus employees or reach out to LGBTQ plus organizations and have a collaboration that is new and fresh and something that is unique to the LGBTQ plus community. Because I think with when you do that, it gives people from the LGBTQ plus community a chance to amplify their voices rather than a company or a bank Speaking over queer people and saying, No, this is a product with a rainbow, actively involving them in the conversation and having them sort of uh, decide what they're, they're going to do almost or work on something together that involves queer people for queer people as opposed to, yeah, I don't know, sticking a rainbow on your fizzy drink or something.
0: I see. So instead of sticking a rainbow on things, they should hire drag queens and drag kings.
1: Well, I think we're going to need a lot of that in 2021 to make up for this year. So yes, hire your queens, hire kings, hire us all and we will promote your stuff for you. There's this big thing obviously right now on Instagram with hashtag ad. So if anyone wants to send me anything to add, <laughs> Café Sophie, I drink a lot of coffee. So if you want to send me some rainbow coffee, we can add that out on Instagram. We can do it.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> you know what? Well, as I said before, I'm a minimum wage worker. And I don't own the cafe shop, but I'll keep you in mind.
1: <laughs> you will keep me on record. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> I'll be waiting by the phone with bated breath.
0: So I have some good news, I have some okay news and I have some bad news. What would you like to hear first?
1: Well, I feel like 2020 has been a flurry of bad news. So let's start with the good news. What's the good news?
0: The good news is there is only one thing that is bad news. (laughs) Okay, then shall we move to the bad news? We went to go and get brownies at the store because, you know, our kitchen is just full of raisins. It turns out our till is also full of raisins. So we're currently trying to do a bartering system with the supermarket on the corner to try and get you the ingredients to make you your brownie.
1: What kind of cafe is this? I'm insulted.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you like to speak to the manager? (laughs) Yes, my name is Karen. I would love to speak to the manager. Oh, I thought it was Laddie. Hold on, I'll just change your cup right now. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's
1: fine. It's okay. <laughs> I,
0: do, I do hate getting people's names wrong. So that's K A R Y N K-A-R-Y-N-N-N-N-N. Yeah. That's how you spell Karen? Uh, with an E on the end. Yeah, that'll do. I always forget the E on the end. Okay. <laughs> it's oh, so Karen not like Rambles. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not like you to pronounce anyone's name wrong. No, I'm really good at my job. Really good at <laughs> Anyway, while that's happening, how about we play a quick little game? I mean, sure, we've got time to kill. Let's do it. Exactly. I do also lock the doors after customers come in just to, you know, make sure they <laughs> stay. For, you know, I read somewhere if you stay longer in a cafe, you'll give a better Yelp review. So that's sort of the logic I'm working on. Oh, well, it depends how good my brownie is before I leave a review. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I've got these three drinks in front of me. Two of them are full blend and one of them is decaf. And as you can see, they're all numbered. I'm going to tell you a fact and you guess which one is decaf, the false one, and which one is true, the full blend. Does that make sense?
1: It does. It
0: does. Yeah, I'm following you. Okay. So, are you ready to play decaf or full blend? Absolutely. I feel like there should have been
1: a noise in the background there. Like a little sparkling noise. Decaf or full blend? Do you want me to say it again and you can do the little noise? Let's do that. For everyone in the cafe listening, let's do it.
0: Decaf or full blend? Absolutely perfect. Okay, so number one, as we know, voter suppression is a very large problem, particularly in the US. To counter this, in Tennessee, a new religion has been formed to recognize every political voting day as a religious holiday so people can get it off of work. Wow. Now, what do you think of that? Does that sound like it could be true? It's
1: quite bizarre, but I mean, anything goes in America these days. So, um, oh, it's, it's so bizarre that I think it could maybe be
0: true. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) and if it's, if it's, if it's uh, decaf, if it's false, then I'm raging. I think having not heard the other ones, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to say that this is full blend.
0: Okay, so I, I want you to just imagine the political strife that is going on in America right now. If this is true, that people have to make a religion to get people off work so they can go and vote. How ridiculous is that? It is. It's crazy. But
1: I'm also. Uh, it's also too obvious to be decaf. That I think it Also, that it is. also sounds exactly like what would happen, right? Yes. Um, I'm gonna say full blend. That is my go.
0: You're gonna bookmark that one for full blend. Okay. Yes. So, number two. While there has been many laws concerning what we wear relating to gender, Britain is the only country in the world where there has been a tax on men's facial hair. Attacks? Attacks. Uh T-A-X. Attacks on men's facial hair. How can you tax facial hair? Oh, uh, but are
1: we, we're not talking about, like, modern day, this can be... No, um, no, no,
0: this is not modern day. I'm talking yeah. about in the history. Britain is okay. the only... is like. So people are going around and taxing people's facial hair, not today, you
1: know? Well, we mentioned a little bit of privilege in the last section, and uh, we do live in a very patriarchal society, so that doesn't sound quite right that men would be worse off from this system so i'm gonna take an educated guess on this one and
0: say uh this one is decaf okay so you're bookmarking number two as decaf okay yes and finally number three in new zealand a prime minister called a general election while drunk which he subsequently lost. I mean,
1: that's sod's law, isn't it? I wish Boris Johnson would do that. Ninety <laughs> percent um, of the time, so
0: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, okay, again, so bizarre that I think it's probably true and very unfortunate. So let's see. Let's see. Full blend. I mean, I only have one full blend left, so it has right. to be full <laughs> blend.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're like... But, like, a full general election, an entire country, well drunk. Like, a whole thing like
1: that. I only have one. You're trying to, like, poke me here and trying to, like, make me get into my head. I see what you're doing, Sophie. You're a terrible barista. <laughs>
0: but, um... Hey, I'm also a terrible person.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the club. Just kidding.
0: Um So... I don't
1: really know the exact setup of New Zealand, like whether it can like, whether it's just up to the Prime Minister to just call an election. I don't really know how that works, but um we're gonna say full blend. Let's go blend. Okay,
0: so just to go over your answers, number one is the one about voter suppression and forming a new religion to combat voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Two, is britain being the only country to tax men's facial hair and three is a prime minister getting drunk and calling a general election and then losing the general election that you call
1: yeah we're gonna go with that i
0: am absolutely not confident at all but (laughs) those are my answers so number one is full blend Uh number two is decaf and number three is full blend as well oh my god was i right No, no, no. I'm going over your
1: answers. (laughs) I thought that was the answers. I was (laughs) like, oh, my God, I'm smarter than I thought. (laughs) No.
0: Okay. Oh, my God.
1: And now's the time to expose me that I've got all of these wrong. (laughs) Okay. So
0: which do you want me to reveal the truth about first? Number one or number three? By the law of averages, you've gotten one of those correct. Okay.
1: Let's just do number one. Let's do the, the religion and the voting day one.
0: So voter suppression is a large problem, particularly in the US. To counter this, Tennessee is a new, Tennessee, Tennessee is not, is a state, not a new religion, is a new religion that formed to recognize every voting day as a religious holiday. That is full blend. You got that one
1: correct. I mean, I I thought it was so bizarre that I was hedging my bets. So, yeah, but that is actually crazy. That's insane. Uh-huh. So do you want to hear some facts about this, about this new religion that got formed? I mean, sure. While well, we're waiting on that brownie
0: coming, let's do it. Exactly. So the new religion is called the Church of Universal Suffering. And it is not related to any direct religion, such as Christianity, um, Islam, Hinduism, anything like that. It is purely set up to allow, to, against discrimination and against mm. voter suppression across the world, but mainly in the U.S. I mean, you can actually go and look at their websites. It's, it's got some really interesting stuff on it. I'm not gonna lie. I I had a quick Google of them, and it's one of these things that's like, how how is it that to get pe- to fight voter suppression, people have to make up a religion to mm. let them get time off work to go and vote? You that's know, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's like I mean. The polling hours in the UK I think are, is it not usually like 8am to 10pm? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what would happen if you mm, then you could always do postal vote and things like that I suppose I was going to say like what happens if first, if you had to vote in the UK in your local town hall but you maybe worked in Aberdeen or something that or like some weird place that you need to like travel three hours to and then it's out with the times. But you would probably just do postal vote then.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One would assume. hmm. The religious holiday also helps with the postal vote as well, because having it being a religious holiday, for some reason it helps you get your postal vote. I'm not American. Many people think I'm American, but I'm not American, so I'm not entirely certain on this. But it helps you when you apply to do postal vote in the U.S., having it fall on every holiday.
1: That's insane. And how did you find out all this information? Were you down a coffee rabbit hole at like 3am? Or...
0: I, ironically, only drink tea. Hmm. <laughs> the gag of it all! <laughs> so, we have two left. Yes, of course. Um, you said number two, which the one about cats on beards is false, or decaf. Mm-hmm. And number three is the one about getting drunk um, calling an election and losing the election mm-hmm. um, is full blend. Are you wanting to stick with your answers or switch? <laughs> I hate this. You are totally making me doubt myself. No, I'm going to stick with my original answers. So let's do it. So I can confirm that number two is in fact decaf. Yay! So... Yay! but probably not for the reason you think. Right, okay, so it's not for the patriarchy. (laughs) No. So Britain did have a tax on men's beards. Um, King Henry VIII Mm -hmm. um, initiated it as a way of distinguishing between class. So essentially, if you were wealthy, you had a beard. If you weren't wealthy, you were publicly shaved. Oh, my God! (laughs) You were Yep, this is just a weird thing about English history that you were publicly shaved if you couldn't pay the tax on your beard. Oh, my
1: goodness, can you imagine that now? If you were, like, if you were evading tax, they just took you in front of your local
0: city or hall and just shaved you (laughs) like a sheep? Oh, my God! So what made this one decaf is that Britain wasn't the first country in the world to do that. Can you take a guess which country in the world the US maybe well this was King Henry VIII so US wasn't a thing yet really <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well we have the native people of the US but um, unfortunately due to colonialization uh, uh, we have no knowledge of whether they had attacks on beards um,
1: um, okay then well I have no idea uh, oh wait! When was Henry the Eighth? What was his like time period again? Have you not cause... seen the music mix? No, I haven't. No. Um, okay, now you are gonna expose me because my history is really bad. What like time period was Henry the Eighth kicking about?
0: Is the Tudor period. So this is where most of the countries in Europe still have royal families. Mm-hmm. So it, I'll, yes. I'll give you a hint. It's in medieval Europe in times. That's probably inaccurate because I don't know history that well. I am just a barista.
1: And <laughs> not a very good one at that. Um, <laughs> the shade. Guess he's
0: getting spat, getting <laughs> the brownie spat on?
1: Um, right. So was this before 1707 or 1603? Yes. I have no idea. Because I was going to guess Scotland if we were still an independent country with. Um, It's
0: not Scotland. I'll I'll put you in your misery. It was actually Russia. Right, okay. Wouldn't have got that at
1: all. Here is a a question for you, Sophie, since you said that nobody asks you any questions. How many times do you think that the landmass of Scotland can fit into the landmass of Russia?
0: So if you were to pick Scotland up and place it in,
1: how many times do you think it would fit in?
0: Okay, so I'm going to be picking up the landmass of Scotland and putting it in Russia. Um, honestly, I don't think I'd do that because I would be some kind of gigantic god and use it to completely <laughs> misuse the power and seize control of the world. So that's what happens when you ask me a question in my own cafe. Anyway. <laughs> so, oh, but it's
1: not your own cafe, you're just the manager.
0: <laughs> I'm not even the manager, I'm a minimum wage employee, but still. I'm you're a customer. You have been acting this whole time. I'm a customer. You're, you're waiting customer. on your coffee too. Okay. Um. I'll take a guess. Um. Oh. I'll say the nicest number, sixty-eight. That would be
1: decaf. <laughs> um, it's actually two hundred and eighteen. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of Glasgow's. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of drag. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> um. The reason I know that is like I don't know important things like history and like Henry VIII but I do know random facts like this and uh, I think I just was bored one day and decided to Google it and <laughs> ever since. I told this to somebody recently as well and it makes me sound really intelligent, <laughs> but actually it's just a weird random fact that means nothing to no one. I see,
0: okay. So um, also you got the last one right as well with Phil Bland. Um, in New Zealand, a Prime Minister... Just got drunk in 1984. you think how recent that was? Held a general election and lost. I mean, when I become
1: First Minister of Scotland in future and full drag, that sounds like something I could easily do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would love to see you in a power suit. That would be fun. Absolutely. And with that, I think that's the end of our game. Very good job. Um congratulations um you win nothing not even a raisin? <laughs> i mean at this point we are just giving them away so i guess you win a raisin. fantastic i will take it home and i will cherish it now that raises the real question how many raisins can fit into russia So, I've got bad news, I've got good news and I've got middle news. Actually it's the same middle news as last time you just didn't want to hear the middle news so.
1: (laughs) Okay then what's the middle news? Go with that first.
0: The middle news? I'm okay. I'm feeling okay today. You know, not good, not bad. That's that's the middle news. I mean this
1: year that's a good place to be so if you're feeling okay, that is okay. What do
0: you want to hear next? The bad news or the good news. Let's rip the plaster off. Let's have the bad news. (laughs) The bad news is we couldn't trade the raisins for brownie mix. So what the hell am I getting then? Well, that's (laughs) the good news. (laughs) Okay. So the good news is we were able to get diet brownie mix.
1: Okay, are you trying to tell me something, Sophie? Are you saying 2020 hasn't been
0: kind to me? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we went to the store, we tried to trade the raisins in, and we could only get diet brownie next.
1: Well, then we'll go with that.
0: She's on a health kick. Good, because we are cooking it at the moment, and if you didn't want it, I don't know how the fuck we're going to sell that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: as long as it comes with two glasses of Fino Grey's I'll have it after them, and it will be fine. Mm-hmm.
0: And are you wanting the brownie... In the Pinot Grigio, or like sort of just pour the Pinot Grigio over the brownie. <laughs> um, we have like Ziploc bags if you want us to just pop the brownie in and then pour the wine in and just hand it to you that way. I mean, this cafe is just getting weirder
1: and weirder. Why did I come in here? Um, I will have them separate. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, no worries. So while we're waiting for your brownie to cook, Um, We have like a final game that I usually play with some people. You seem like a pretty interesting person. Um, Do you feel like you want to play another game?
1: I mean, sure. I've been in here for how long now? Too long. I just want my brownie and my Pinot Grigio. So anything that will get me to that quicker, let's do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Don't worry, I'll get you there quickly. That's what my trance stance says. I will get you there quickly.
1: (laughs) That's for special customers
0: mm mm-hmm. Anyway! <laughs> anyway! <laughs> this game is called In twenty Words or Less, which is like in 20 words or less, but we're a coffee shop, so there's minimal Italian. Okay. So in this game, I'll give you a question. Um, we'll talk about your answer first, and then you can sum up your answer in 20 words or less. Um, there is a cost if you go over, but I prefer telling that people, after, telling that the cost afterwards.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I have some raisins from earlier, so I can always pay in them. Don't worry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess
1: we accept raisins as a form of currency now. But the real question is, do you accept Apple Pay for raisins? Because I'm trying to be digital.
0: hmm we don't, we don't accept Apple Pay. We do accept Grape Pay and Vine Pay, but not Apple Pay.
1: Oh, damn it. I
0: don't have any other those. Mm. Sorry. So, my question is, if you were a box of cereal, what would you be? Why would you be that box? And how is that going to affect your day-to-day life? Oh, um...
1: Can you repeat the question, please?
0: Of course. If you, you, meaning yourself, a person. (laughs) Laddie, what was my name? Karen Karen Laddie. Karen Rambo. God, you're forgetting your own name. I've been been in in here
1: so long.
0: (laughs) If you were a box of cereal, what box of cereal would you be? Why are you that box of cereal? And how is that going to affect your day to day life? Oh, um, okay.
1: If I was, I'm not going to do the words, I'm going to think it out. I want to see something with high fiber. (laughs) And a good high fiber diet is. So we're learning a lot
0: about Catherine Ramble today. She takes a (laughs) lot of (laughs) boots.
1: No, I was going to say a high fiber diet is um, preferable if you are if you engage in certain acts so those are open to interpretation so that's not an
0: answer
1: (laughs) yes it is um (laughs) okay so i want to be i'm trying to think of a high fiber cereal it's like Kellogg and i also have a sweet tooth so maybe something with like little bits of chocolate in. I'm thinking something like milk chocolate bran flakes.
0: Milk chocolate bran flakes. Or like so, bran flakes with like little bits of milk chocolate in them. I see. So, so the fibre is to help you, you know, poop,
1: <laughs> um, which and... is
0: preferable for.
1: Acts which are open to interpretation. Okay. And the chocolate
0: is (laughs) because you have a sweet tooth.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, inventory words or less, I would... I would be Kellogg's Bran Fiber Milk Chocolate for acts
0: open to interpretation. Okay. So you've got seven words left. No, I don't. I have I have two words left. Okay. So how are you going to answer the last part of the question? Yeah, I need to go back and do this. Okay. <laughs> so I... So the last part of the question was, how is being this box of chocolate bran flakes going to affect your day-to-day life? Milk, chocolate, Bran flakes. That's that's two words and I saw you counting there.
1: You were no, counting. I'm i I'm starting again, I'm starting again. So like No, but milk. you're going one word is bran flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in here too long. Right, so milk, chocolate, bran flakes because acts open to interpretation to improve sex life. To improve my sex life. That would be 19 words. Yes. I think Milk, that's only chocolate. 15.
0: I think Milk, that's only 15.
1: chocolate fif- brand flakes for uh-huh. acts open to interpretation to improve my sex life.
0: That's 14. Oh, okay. So you've got I'm six picked. words left and you haven't answered the last question still. How is this going to affect your day-to-day life? to improve my sex life, that's why So being a box of cereal is going to improve your sex life
1: I mean it might help with some things along the way in the process
0: (laughs) of preparing,
1: but um...
0: You are You are (laughs) this box of cereal I I thought this was clear You are this box of cereal Oh my
1: god (laughs) So is this not why Karen Bramble wants to have a box of cereal? I am the box of cereal. Yes. You are the box of cereal. Oh, right. Okay, then let me rephrase this. Because it Um, sounds like you want to have
0: sex with boxes of cereal now.
1: No, absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, 2020 has been a dry spell, but we've not reduced ourselves to that just yet. But if I am the box of cereal, then I'm going to be improving the sex lives of other... um, other people who engage in acts open to interpretation so therefore a box a box of no box of brand cereal box a box of milk chocolate brand cereal to improve the lives of other people who have acts open to interpretation 20 yay <laughs> well done 20
0: words 20 words, exactly. Wonderful. Now, I don't have to reap the great price that takes if you go over 20 words.
1: <laughs> no more grape pay
0: or any sort of loose raisins that have been awarded for
1: winning the last round. <laughs>
0: Trust me, you don't want to know
1: what well, <laughs> it is. Oh, dear.
0: Wow. Um. Oh, would you look at that? Your brownie's red. Ah, that's Finally!
1: Absolutely. Finally. I have been in this weird cafe long enough.
0: So I'm just going to put your brownie in this um, environmental safe, decomposable bag. There you go. And- Thank you. No worries. And here is your wine. It's in a plastic Ziploc bag with a a non-biodegradable straw.
1: Oh, okay. Well, how am I going to drink that on the bus on the way home? It's got strong. <laughs> okay, now I don't know what to have first—the wine or the diet bread.
0: Mm. I don't know. After this cafe, after coming to this cafe, a lot of people do drink the wine, <laughs> a lot of. It. Yeah,
1: I should have got more than two glasses.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we do actually
1: cheaper buy the bottle as well. So, you know. Oh, nice of you to mention.
0: Yeah, <laughs> capitalism. Am I right?
1: yes i can tell by the rainbow on the window
0: Mm -hmm. so if like the government employees listening into this conversation were to find you anywhere you know find you on social media find you in your home find you at gigs where where would they find you
1: Well, if the government officials would want to find me, they can look for the red hair on Instagram under the username at LadyRampant on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, my new sort of thing that I've been doing in 2020. TikTok, uh, that's where you can find me online. You can also, if you fancy listening to one of those weird podcast thingies that you had never heard of Sophie, they yeah, can I'd also... like you
0: to pronounce it correctly. It is called a
1: pitkist. Oh. A pitkist? Oh, sorry. I forgot pitcus. we pronounced things.
0: <laughs> pitkist?
1: Yes. I forgot we pronounced things correctly in Cafe Sophie. Oh, um... All
0: the time, Catherine Ramble. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> um, then if you want to listen to my podcast, it's called The Rampant Rundown. And that is on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, other podcast places, just go over, we look for it and you'll find it. Or if you want to see me at some shows, then book me for 2021, please, because the bookings right now are few and far between until we get out of this situation. So, yeah, normally around Glasgow, sometimes Edinburgh, around Scotland. If you're Dutch and listening to this, if you are a Dutch government employee, then you can find me in the Netherlands and Amsterdam at taboo i'm still 54 and uh, other places so yeah keep an eye out for the red hair
0: wonderful and you know if you wanted to follow me um you can find me <laughs> on instagram um at sophie underscore queen that's at s-o-o-f-a-e underscore queen i just like to spell my name out because i hate it when people get my name wrong it's just you know it's so awkward and like inconvenient and you know you should correct them but you just don't you know well i have that all the
1: time like a few people have called me miss rampant before which is kind of like sometimes people will add miss onto a queen's drag name but i've had it a few times i've had um lady lampant uh, lady rampage
0: i've had all sorts of things so yeah i, feel the pain. I mean what i don't get what's difficult about like bloody ramble but you know some people thank you for coming to cafe so um please leave us a review on yelp i well
1: wholeheartedly and i can definitely say well never be back and well not but thank you for the wine thank you okay. for the conversation <laughs> and i hope to never see you again same here
0: Buh-bye. bye Buh-bye. bye 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 goodbye
1: Bye, driver. Bye.
0: It's a push door. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Got you. Bye. Wow. What a cunt.